Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Excellence. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I'm talking to Justin Mullis, the owner of Omagord Handcrafted Tacos. Wrapping up the week-long interview with Justin, we're going to be talking about fun ways to interact with your guests as well as the future of his business. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How would a guest describe your food and then how would a guest describe your service when they come in and see you at the, uh, the market there? We'll start with the food. What what I do sometimes is if I am not needed in the kitchen, I'll go and sit out in the dining room and have my lunch and I'll kind of just listen to the room and hear what people are saying. And the words that I always hear are, wow, this is so fresh. This is colorful. This looks great. And those are the big things. And that's what I'm really proud of is I want your plate to be colorful. I want you to know that this was made by hand, everything. And uh, obviously, I want you to like it. I want you to think that it's really good. I want you to have a reason to come back. As far as the service, it's a little interesting because we actually don't handle the customer transactions. They'll walk into the market and then the market has staff that takes care of the transactions and the face-to-face with the customers and they'll bring us our tickets and then we bring the orders out that they expedite. It's an interesting system. It works, but it doesn't really give me the opportunity to talk to my customers. So what I'll do is if there's downtime, I'll go out and I'll just have a conversation with my customers. That makes sense. I guess I really didn't consider that you guys are only providing the kitchen aspect of the market that you're in. And then they provide the service aspect to an extent. Who delivers the food? Is it your people or them? It depends. If it's to a point where I can comfortably walk away from the kitchen, then I'll expedite the order and I'll deliver the food myself. But usually I'm on the front lines and I'm working and I'm putting food together or I'm on the grill and they will uh, do that for us. Do you guys have a feedback method from the guests to be able to, to say that, hey, Monday's food was awesome? Do you guys get feedback like that? I think that's an opportunity for us. Because we do have our Facebook page and there are reviews on there. And um, usually around Mondays, there'll be several people who will post their pictures and, and whatnot. But it's almost a little alarming when you don't hear any um, negative feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Because so, I always tell people there should be some negative feedback because you're not perfect. So if you're not hearing feedback, then you got to be a little bit worried about why are they not talking to me because typically you're going to have the feedback that's super positive because everybody just loves what you're doing. You're going to have the feedback that's negative because you've upset them in some way, shape or form. But then you have the middle part that's silent, that they don't complain one way or the other. They don't tell you you're awesome and they don't tell you that you're awful. And those are the ones you got to get to be vocal because you don't know how many of those there are. You know, so you got to get people to, to say, hey, you know, this was good. This was great. And then what will they like to see to be different? And that's a challenge all of us have. You know, if you have a hundred people a day, there might be five that tell you're awesome. There might be one or two that tell you that you are horrible. 
then what about all the rest of them, the other 92, 93 people? What do they think? Okay. I was just going to say one thing that we've done for uh, feedback is we utilize the on Instagram and on Facebook, they have stories that you can make and you can do like little flash polls and um, kind of ask and get opinions on things. For example, there was a product that I wasn't adding an ingredient and I asked my followers like, hey, do you want this on there or do you not? And I was really surprised. There was a lot more engagement than what I'm used to. Right. And I think that if people are listening to this and they're trying to get their customers to speak up a little bit, then maybe try using your stories a little bit and doing polls and have people vote on things and just find fun ways for people to interact with you. That's a great idea. That is absolutely a great idea. And I just had a question here now. Oh, the goals. Tell me about the future of your business. Where are you going to be You know, a few months from now, next year? I know you're getting a truck, so what's going to be happening for your growth? We, what we didn't talk about earlier in the podcast is that we're doing catering every week at our local college. Okay. And so we just recently got extended through May. And what I'm hoping, my goal is that they extend us for the fall semester as well. However, there's no way to really know if they're going to do that yet or not because they're outsourcing their dining department and the company that wins the bid on it is ultimately who's going to make that decision. So we're just trying to um, play that by ear. That's going to definitely change our, our projections because it's a very reliable source of income for us. So right now, though, we are going, we're trying to book out for the rest of the year when the food truck's done. I've kind of been uh, not promoting it whole lot just yet because we're we're still waiting on our floor plans to get approved and we're only doing the work that we can do on it without um, that approval but next year if if the food truck goes well and we do and we meet our projections and if we get signed back to the college then I want to open a restaurant I want to go straight into it and I want to have the food truck I want to still be mobile I want to be able to reach people that can't reach me yeah, I mean, that's really, that's it for me. That's a full plate for sure. Is the opportunity to college, you said they're, they're going to be outsourcing the dining program. Is that something you could do yourself? I don't think so. Our college has uh, two to 3,000 students. I think it's 2,000 students, actually. And uh, we do lunch twice a week, and we're serving about 250 to 300 students a week. And that's a lot for us. I mean, that's a lot of kids and it's in a two hour window. We're serving about 150 students per hour. And I feel like that has almost all of my bandwidth. <laughs> but I think that what they're looking for, though, is they're looking for a company that can provide staffing for each of their dining halls. And we don't really have right. the ability to do that right now. How many dining halls do they have? They have three. Yeah. And so you're only working in one dining hall out of the three? Mm-hmm. Right. So that means on the days that you're there, you're facing competition from the other two? Well, they have had, uh, they've had food trucks on campus. So that is definitely a competition for us. But they also, um, the reason we serve in the dining hall that we have now is because they're short on staff. So their staff mostly moves over to the main dining hall, which has a larger capacity. Mm-hmm. So they have a chef over there that does a menu and serves the students. Would you have the opportunity once you have the food truck to go on campus and serve in that manner? 
I believe so. Yeah. It's not a conversation we've had yet. I, I don't know that the current management at the college actually has a say in what happens right. um, that, like that far into the future. But what I do know is that with the people and the companies that they are accepting bids from, they are basically saying that, hey, listen, you know, we obviously we want your game plan. We want to know what you want to do, but the student's happiness is our number one priority. And right now it's no secret that, and I'm, this is straight from the students, they tell me this, so I'm not just making this up. We have the best food on campus. So if five to 600 students are coming weekly and they're telling me this, then I would think that being a quarter of the population of the college, if they're, if they're going to bring back a guest chef, it's going to be us. Yeah, it should for sure. You know, my experience in the, the type of situation you're talking about is once the deal is locked in, even though it's just for a semester at a time, the people that are running it get basically I don't care syndrome to where they, I've got this locked in amount. Don't really care if the food's good or not. Don't care if the service is good or not. All I want to do is make sure that the kids are coming every, every day. Whereas you look at it from, I want the kids to be impressed and I want them to come back. You're looking at it from the standpoint of being an entrepreneur and expanding your footprint there on the college, as well as expanding your business in the community. A lot of people don't look at it that way. You know, they pat themselves on the back that they've secured what could be a nice, easy gig, and they don't look to make it better. They just look to keep it on a nice, even keel. So you should pat yourself on the back that you're getting those kind of accolades from the kids. And then hopefully the uh, kids are also telling people that have the power to um, invite you back or to extend contracts or whatever. So that's absolutely awesome. So let's talk about some parting phrases for people that are wanting to get in this business. What would you tell them to do? What would your best advice be? I, I, that could be a whole, that could be a whole different conversation. That could be a whole different episode, but um, my biggest thing is you definitely want to make sure that you um, are following the 10 minute food truck podcast. It's completely aligned a lot of the ideas that I've had and it's given me kind of a track to follow. And when you're an entrepreneur, unless you're consuming content like that, you have to develop that path yourself. And it's really hard when you've never been there before. So I would definitely make sure that you're consuming the right content. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on your way. After that, I would say that just understand that being creative and creating things is amazing and it's fun, but it's also much more tiring than any job that you've ever had. And I've been in physical labor. I've been in jobs that tested me mentally, but the discipline that it requires to do this, just make sure that you know that it is real. And I think that if you're passionate about it and if this is what you really want, then you'll have no issue because you love what you're doing, but just pay respect to the grind that you're getting ready to go through. Cause it's, it could be rough. That's very true. It, it can be rough. It can be surprising. It's not as easy as the TV shows make it look that's for sure. But then also if you love it, it's not really as hard as some people make it out to be either. And yeah, you go home tired, but Hey, that's just, just the price you pay for being successful and loving what you do. I appreciate everything that we talked about. Is there anything else you want to, to add in there? Because you've been very informative. No, Bill. Honestly, I just wanted to take a second to uh, just make it very clear to you that it's been an absolute honor to uh, record this. It's I am a big fan. I, I've listened to your podcast. Um, <laughs> there was a point where I started hearing episodes again, and I was like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> what's going on? I'd listened to it like two or three times in a row. And um, anyways, I'm, I'm done fanboying over here. No, I really appreciate having this platform. I'm really excited. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. And I thank you so much for listening to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful in your business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. we got a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from just starting newbies to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.